What's up, top of the list listeners? It's your hosts, RB and Dom. Say what's up, Dom. What's up, everybody? And uh, this week we're back to review uh, M. Night Shyamalan's latest film, uh, Knock at the Cabin. Uh, All-star cast in this one, one I know you and I were both super hyped about, Dom. Uh, excited to talk about this one, definitely. Of course, you and I had seen together and reviewed on top of the list uh, M. Night Shyamalan's last major film, Old, and I, b- I believe we reviewed yeah. that. We can go back yeah, one of our earlier episodes. Out, guys. We, we yeah. definitely reviewed that one, and uh, we had some interesting stuff to say in our review yeah, of that one, I remember. But I, if I recall correctly, we were both pretty pretty big fans of it. We both enjoyed it oh, pretty yes. much. And, and we were in the minority on it because I remember... Uh, a lot of people didn't like that movie, and you and I were one of the few people that thought it was actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And so I was really excited for Knock yeah. at the Cabin because of that. It was, Me too. That was yeah. my first M. Night Shyamalan experience. And then I went back and watched the the Glass Saga, those three films. Beyond that, I hadn't really okay. seen much of his. But mm-hmm. uh, I was really disappointed with Knock at the Cabin. Okay. Uh, so. I'll give my score now. I'm interested to hear your take on it, and then we can dive in on it. But I, I can't give this film more than like a five and a half out of ten. Wow, um, that low? I wouldn't say I, it's that low. I really think the acting the was average good, film? but the, the story just yeah. just was so – I felt like this was another film that the story was ruined by the trailers. I felt like everything gotcha. I needed to see I saw in the theatrical trailers, which I had been seeing yeah. for months. Yeah, and I don't want to. I don't want to go it too deep into it without giving a spoiler warning. So, I just will say I think I see what you're saying there. Um, yeah, and like a lot of M Night Shyamalan's films, it's a mixed bag. I, there hasn't been a film that's been unanimous, unanimously liked by him since uh, the the um, one with Anya Taylor Joy in it. Um, Was that split? Split, yes. Yeah. That was his last kind of universally acclaimed yeah. film. And since then, you know, Glass was, in my opinion, not a very good movie. I did not enjoy that film a lot. And then, okay. um, of course, we had uh, Old, which I thought, once again, was a mixed bag. There was a lot of great scenes in it. There were some really cheesy, corny lines that we made fun of. A mid-sized yep. sedan. Mid-si- oh my god, it's mid-sized sedan! <laughs> there was some really bad parts in that one, so it, it's a mixed bag. So, And I feel like the same thing can be said about this one. Um, and another mixed bag, I think I'm, I will say that there's enough good in this one for me to give it a seven. Okay. So I would say I would say it's in the good territory, but I wouldn't give it much higher than a seven. Um, and I think there's a few films that I would compare this to, not stylistically, but as far as my level of enjoyment was, is that mm-hmm. um, there's a couple things that disappointed me, like you said, as far as the story went. But um, this is one of those movies you go to to see some really awesome performances. Yes. And I think that the performances in this one do warrant the ticket price. Uh, so that's okay. why, yeah, that, that's why I would give it a seven. I recommend. I will agree that there were some excellent performances in this film. I would never disagree with that. The actors worked with what they were given. And by no means do I fault the acting of this really all-star ensemble cast um, for what I find the shortcomings of this film are. Yeah. And I will say here, before we go into our spoiler section and we talk about 
some stuff that did or did not happen. And um, I will say that, uh, and um, it's good to bring this up because uh, I think, RB, you're familiar with the show as well. Um, Servant is a show on Apple TV Plus that is produced by M. Night Shyamalan. He directs usually the finale or the premiere of each season, and his daughter also directs many of the episodes and he has other directors work on it as well but um that's a show where he's mostly in the producer and directing role and not the writer role and you'll note in this one he had did he did have people help him write this movie but he had a hand on the in the writing of the script in mm-hmm. this film and this is a thing i think i've brought up in our old review as well rb I mean, you can tell when it's M. Night Shyamalan writing some of this dialogue sometimes. We said it in old. We said it. It's, it's the same thing in this movie. It's the same thing with some of the story elements in old and in some of the story elements in Knock at the Cabin. Happened the same thing in Glass with the twist in Glass. Um, whereas in Servant, he's not in the writer's room on that. He, there's a separate writer's and he just kind of directs. Um, that's a far better series. And I think that has to do with it. It, it, it. I think he's a far better director than he is a writer because this was a very well-directed film, I thought. But as far as the script went, it fell short, I thought, as far as the payoff. Uh, so Yes, absolutely. And yeah, uh, so I think that M. Night, if you're listening to us here, uh, for your next movie, uh, just direct someone else's script. Don't yeah. write your own script. Direct someone else's script. That's my advice for you, M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think you put it very well there. Um, because, yes, I think the direction was was solid in this film. But, again, like we talked about, the story just fell short. So are we ready to talk spoilers a little bit about this film? Yes, please. Uh, let's talk about I, – I actually, I'm curious. What's your, what's your big gripe here, RB? Because I think we have the same one. Well – I, I think my biggest my biggest flaw with this film is the fact that it has M Night Shyamalan's name on this. You know, I think yes. my biggest flaw is that his films are known for these for a big crazy twist. groundbreaking twists that turn the whole film upside down on itself. Yes, and from start to finish, I'm waiting for a payoff. Waiting I'm waiting and for waiting a bigger and reveal. Yes, and it just think, the credits start at the end after you know the scene at the cafe where they're sitting there and you're seeing okay they made their sacrifice and. The world is coming back to normal, and it cuts to credits. You see, they go into the you know they go into the truck. Everyone was who they said they were. You know, I was just waiting for it to all be a ploy, I, I, you know, and it wasn't. That everything, the, the I guess the twist was that there everything was no they twist. said that happened was real, and they really were yeah. the the horsemen of the apocalypse. But we knew yeah. that from the trailers, right? Yeah, and that's and that's my biggest problem with this one that this could have been a great movie if mm-hmm. they had marketed it as you know this is good well i guess they did kind of try to to turn us around i just feels like the way that they played with the audience was the wrong way in this one like you said mm-hmm. they showed a lot in the trailer to lead us down a certain path to make us think oh this is going to be a movie about the apocalypse and it is but we also know this is the m night Shyamalan movie so we're also thinking what else is this movie well as far as the story goes this movie isn't much else as far as twists and turns in the story like we know M. Night Shyamalan. This is a different movie for M. Night Shyamalan because it has a very deep meaning. Uh, whereas uh, I would say his first few films like uh, The Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, Signs, those had pretty good uh, characters with meaning in them. 
Um, then he got more into like Split was more of like a horror kind of a, you know, that one had some good meaning in it. This one was more of a faith-focused meaning about like what it is to be- believe in something as a human. Um, not not quite sure if the message rang as true as it could have for me. I, I would have liked to see like what you said, RB, what we paid for the, on the tickets, the mm-hmm. M. Night Shyamalan's name on the ticket is to see a giant twist that'll make us think about and want to watch the movie over again. And this is this is intriguing because I was just reading up on this. I didn't realize that this film was based off of a book that has a very different ending from how the film ended. Okay. And I almost foresee that if they went with the ending of the book, I would have preferred this film. Oh, because okay. Because in the book, and again, a major deep cut spoiler here for anyone who yeah, wants yeah. to read the book. In in the book, when is shot and dies. Oh. And because it's not, they don't choose to do it, it's an accidental death, the gods, deities, whatever, still go on with the apocalypse, and they just decide, you know, basically screw it, and they choose not to sacrifice anyone, Andrew and, uh, I'm trying to remember the other husband's name, and sort of just Eric. go off, Andrew and, uh, and Eric, and they just go off and wander the earth until, until the world ends. Right, right. And I think right. I almost would have preferred that to the way this film ends. It just was too yeah. easily wrapped up with a bow, it, se- it seemed. Which is yeah. something that doesn't often happen in M. Night Shyamalan films. Yeah. I, yeah, I think the, the ending left me wanting just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But from a character standpoint, I could see where he was going, showing... But that's, that's the other thing, though. In this one, I think he was trying to go for more of like a film where... Like I'm trying to think of other films where there's you know a very clear message that you walk away with at the end, and I mm-hmm. felt like he was trying to make a movie that did that in this one where you walk away with the message. I think the message. I'm interested to see if you agree with this or not, or if you had mm-hmm. a different interpretation. For me, at least, I thought his message in this one was about having faith in something is better than not having faith in anything at all. I guess is is that what the message? was to you because at at the end it seems like he kind of has a a change of heart at the end by turning back on the music and saying okay i do have faith in and belief right that he is he is there still with us that yeah yeah. i i see that and i i think that is absolutely the message that was gone for but my major my major flaw with that then and flaw with this film is that if he truly had faith and he truly felt like you know, these people were telling the truth. Why wait all four steps? I mean, how many people died before they finally decide they're going to sacrifice, you know, through and, all of these events and catac- you know, cataclysmic events, whether it's the tidal wave, whether it's the, or the, uh, the tsunami, whether it's the yeah. airplanes falling from the sky, the, the fires, the, the illness that's killing children. I mean, at that point, probably three quarters of the Earth's population has been wiped out while they're trying yeah. to make this decision. I was curious if they made the decision if, at least everything would revert and like, you know, he'd still be gone, but the rest of the world yes. would go on. And that's, I would love to see that. And, yes. that. and that's my biggest, that's actually one of my biggest gripes with the ending is, is that like what you just said is that it makes all this like debate and all the stuff that happened beforehand feel so empty and hollow because mm-hmm. it's like, well, mm-hmm. if, if they all get like, like, like you said, all, all these people have already died just because, 
like like you know just because this one guy didn't believe that it, they what they were saying was true mm-hmm. like all, he let all these people die this guy's a shitty guy like you like yeah, and you're trying but... to start to feel for him like the like we just said the message of the movie is that you're supposed to say oh he's changed his heart and now he believes like you're yes. supposed to be on this guy's side but and then again you're they're driving away and the credits are rolling and like you just said I'm thinking wait this guy just let hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people die yeah like yeah, so that's a big flaw. But what I will say, and I have a bit of a paradox to go on here, RB. So okay, yeah. This, this is kind of – this is why I give it a 7, but also why I can't give it more than a 7. So it's a paradox mm-hmm. in itself. Um, I thought I was going to give this movie a 10 out of 10 for a while when I thought the whole point of this movie and my favorite part of this movie is when he started explaining how Leonard and these other followers' plan was unraveling. And I was like – trying to pick a poke holes in it and picking yep. pieces in it that was my favorite part in the movie i Could wanted this to slowly unravel and build to something that's what i wanted for the twist to be and i thought yes. when we got to the truck and they get he pulls out all these things from the truck we would we would see yes. that twist but instead it's it's not so maybe that is the twist is that we're expecting one to come and it never does right. maybe that's what right and right. Shyamalan was going for here, but it just it just didn't get home for me because that's exactly what I was hoping. Because, because the yeah, whole setup is yeah. great, yeah, and the, oh, yeah. And, try, and him trying to poke holes in it, saying no, no, no. Look, they did. They knew they wouldn't have cell phones out here, so they brought a watch so they would know how to time it and, and turn on the TV in exactly the right time. And I wanted them to slowly unravel this plan and see that maybe there's. You know, like he said, maybe they're bringing it in through it. This is a closed feed. I loved how they tried to poke holes in it. I was like, okay, because that's what the audience is doing at the same time. It all started with an excellent setup for the twist with the intro that Redmond, you know, Rupert Grin's character, was the guy who assaulted uh, Andrew in the bar. And I thought that was going to start more with that. Yeah, exactly. It felt like it was just a red herring in the end, which is perfectly used for Rupert Grin, of course, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, so again, it, it did it leave just, me. It was a more. film that had the building blocks for sure to be excellent. Uh, I mean, while we while we're talking about this, I mean, let's talk mm-hmm. about some of these Please. performances. Yeah, the reason to go there, I think, in my opinion, is Dave Bautista as Leonard. Oh, he is amazing. He is incredible in this film, playing a uh, gentle giant role, for lack of a better term. Yes. And I, I love how he plays this role. I love how his character develops as we learn more about him, um, you know, and his deep, deep caring for for youth and the children. And, yep. you know, he's a good I, guy. I love that as well as a performance given by, uh, man, was it, um, it was um, Abby Quinn as, as Adrian. Yes. I thought she was excellent. The one who had the daughter. Yeah. And her caring and her, 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 you know, that scene where she's making the breakfast for when, when in reality, you know, she, we, we know, you know, that she's the next to die. I mean. And she did a great job in, in her, in her scene where she's explaining how she's like, I didn't want to say this, but I have a son. And mm-hmm. it's a hard piece of acting to do where she's trying to say something to get, and you're thinking as the audience member, it's really a smart thing that M. M. Night Shyamalan did is from a directing standpoint. He's playing with the audience here where as an audience member, you're like, I don't really fully believe her when she's saying this because I could poke a few holes in what she's saying about having a son because how did she have a vision? And she said that she had a son, but like, it didn't make sense. Like not all that added up. And, but at the same time, 
it, it turns out she did have a son and like I, I don't know. Like, it, it's pretty interesting. It's a tough thing to do to, to play the audience like that. And I, yeah. like and, I said, maybe it's a that's, disappointment because I wanted to see what, this grow into something more. But and as, as you explain it that way, maybe that's what he was going for in the roles of uh, Eric and Andrew as two different sides of the coins of audience. The, the mm. skeptical Andrew, who, you know, bet, played by Ben Aldridge. Who's sitting there saying, no, this can't be real. They're, you know, like you and I were doing, trying to poke holes versus Eric, you know, played by Jonathan Groff, who's sitting there just believing it and saying this is actually happening because really it could have gone either way by the end. So I I, I guess that that kind of plays in nicely and has some nice symmetry to it. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I, I, like I said, there's, there's a lot to like in this movie. It just didn't all it, it's like the piece of the of the equation were really really good but and they just didn't add up to anything mm-hmm. that was as good as the potential scene because like you like like we were watching the trailers to this one at least i was rb in in theaters and i was thinking man i can't wait to go see another m night Shyamalan movie because after watching old i don't know what to expect because that movie did surprise me in a couple of places Without a doubt. That's exactly why I think we were so excited. Quite frankly, and I know the year is young, but this was one of my most anticipated films of the year up there with what we'll be reviewing next week in Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. I was so excited to see what they could do with this. And um, that's probably why I give it such a low score. I mean, if this was a first-time director with with a – a cast of lesser known stars who pulled this off, I could have probably given it a, a six or six and a half. It's because I had so much expectation for this film. Yeah. Yeah. As far as M night movies go, it's not his worst. I think the happening is still one of the worst movies ever made of all like ever in the history of filmmaking. So, and as well as the avatar, the last airbender. I was going to say, I know he did that uh, as you would call hack job. Yeah, so those those two are really bad. The happening is with Mark Wahlberg, and he plays a science teacher, and he's like, "Hey, hey, kids, you, you should you should care about science because 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 science is great." And like he says that in the movie, that's a line in the movie, yeah, RV. Yeah, that's a it's a poignant line. It's well well given. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it's a really bad movie, and okay. Uh, okay. but yeah, so he hasn't really. I love Split, and I and I love Signs is really amazing. I love Signs. Um, I love Unbreakable. I thought was really amazing as a weirdly different superhero movie than we've ever really seen. Yeah. And um, have you seen The Sixth Sense, RB? I have not. No. That's that's like what I you got to see. I am a new follower of M Night Shyamalan. My first okay. film was old, and then I went back and watched the Unbreakable trilogy, okay. and then this, and that's about all that I've seen. I've seen moments of I'm trying to remember the one with the grandparents. The visit. The visit. I've seen. I've seen parts of the visit, but that just on I, late I night put, TV. But, yeah. I'd say the visit is about on par with this one. See, but I I caught the end of the visit, and I liked yeah. the twist at the end of the visit more yeah, than I like yeah. this. Yeah. The acting isn't quite as good in the visit. I will say that is that is true. Yeah, but yeah. So, well, I'm interested to see where they go, but. As far as I'm concerned, some of M. Night Shyamalan's best work has been a few of the episodes he's done on Servant. I, I mean, know you're such a big fan of that show, yeah. Honestly, I, I kid you not, man. In season one, when I first watched Servant back, I think it was in 2020 or tw- when it came, when season one was out or something mm-hmm. like that. But 
anyways, um, one of the episodes M Night directs is like the penultimate episode uh, of season one, and you get to see like the character's full backstory that you've that's been hinted at for the whole season up to that point. And he goes through this entire devastating backstory that answers one of the biggest questions of the show, which is how this couple lose lost their son. And when you see that answer and the way that M Night did it, it's really one of the best things he's ever done in his career. So, okay. like I said, I, I really hope that he finds a f- amazing, like, fire script that is just flawless that he could just direct. Maybe it's, you know, his daughter is, has been directing as well. Maybe she has a script or something that he can direct, or maybe they could work together. I don't know, but I, I really hope that he finds a script that he can just direct that he didn't write himself because... Some of this M. Night Shyamalan dialogue is not working. So, yeah. That's, yep. that's my kind of final thoughts. And I, yeah, and hope I, for I M. think Night. I think you definitely hit the nail on the head there, Dom. Um, uh, and, an excellent filmmaker. I yes. Mean, we, I don't think either of I, us can argue that. That's one thing we didn't say. The yeah. actual camera work and the, shot, the fact that this film was shot on actual film, you could tell. I could tell at least mm-hmm. from the beginning because yep. you could see the grain on it and the oh, kind yeah. of distortion. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love the way that he did that. Yep. Very stylistic um, filmmaker, and he did a great job. But like we said, the story. How, how about how about that opening? I mean, this, this is my oh, last yeah. point here. But uh, yeah. as as I sort of wrap up and talk about, you know, M Night Shyamalan's an excellent filmmaker, and that we probably this won't, despite this kind of being a dud for both of us, won't hinder us from seeing his films in the future. But right. how about that opening sequence? The chilling you know, scenes where we see all through the different things. And as, you know, we peel back the onion, we see what it is, you know, the sketches, it's grading papers and seeing the sketches of, you know, these cataclysmic events that are the visions, as we later find out, or on the crossword puzzle. Um, I mean, I thought that was a great way. And the way we started this film, that this was going to be an incredible film, the way that started. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, and, and like I said, and one of the best things about this film, actually, I'm glad you brought this back up because this is one of my uh, big positives for this film. And it shows how great of a filmmaker Shyamalan is, is that how fast he gets to, like, uh, you know, like a lot of films, like they have a slow ramp up to reach that apex of like suspense and tension. Shyamalan is so great at, he gets in the film and it, feels like he's immediately has his foot all the way on the gas right mm-hmm. when Leonard meets with this little girl and you see these tattoos on his arms and this guy seems a little sketchy he's acting a little weird already you're starting to feel unsettled mm-hmm. and then immediately within like I'd say the less less than the first 10 minutes of story we're actually getting in the movie um, they're already kind of trapped in the house and knocking on the door and yep. we're already in that suspenseful situation so bravo to Shyamalan for hitting the gas that quickly because that was impressive, I, I will have to say. Yeah, yeah. W- what else do we want to leave with here, RV? I mean, I, I think <laughs> we've said all that we can okay. about this film. Um, a film that, I'll make a nice segue here, was yeah. moved up two weeks in release uh, to yes. avoid overlapping a release with what we will be reviewing next week, which will be, as we alluded to earlier, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and I know, yep. Dom, you've gotten me more hyped about this film than uh, 
than anyone else because I didn't know much about this film. I thought we were just going to have another fun Ant-Man film. But as you've explained it to me based off of sort of how the comics have gone, this is this is going to be sort of the linking piece that starts bringing things together in this second saga of Marvel films. Here in, yeah. This will be the first of Phase 6. Is that correct? Phase 5? Phase 6? Phase, phase 5, yeah. So this will be... Film one of Phase Five and phase five. looks to be the prequel to the Avengers films because our intro to the storyline that will lead into the Avengers films is, is, I guess, the best way it could be described as. And, and we think, get to see Kang, which is the big I, bit, yeah. big bad. I think you and I, as as well as everyone else, uh, I mean, as as many would recall, this phase prior, Phase Four, began with the three first three uh, Disney Plus shows, correct? This is what right. began with WandaVision, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and Loki, correct? Right, right. So, I mean, it's been a wild roller coaster ride out there for any Marvel fan on all these new characters and where they're fitting in. Moon Knight, The Eternals, Shang-Chi, uh, Werewolf by Night. And yeah. uh, I, I think a lot of us are asking, you know, the one, the casual film-going Marvel fans, MCU yeah. fans, rather than those who, who have read the comics and, and know a lot about these characters, how this is all going to come together. And uh, this seems to be laying the foundation, at least, for, okay, we've introduced new characters, now here's how we're going to start bringing them together. And I couldn't be more excited yeah. about it, and I'm really excited to talk about it with you and to share it with all of our listeners out there next week. Yeah, hopefully setting the groundwork for uh, Avengers, Kang Dynasty, Avengers Secret Wars... You know, those those are the next Avengers films, so we'll yep. see what happens. Yep. Setting up with the big bad here, so very exciting stuff. And um, also, if you guys want to check out our Letterboxd accounts, we got the links down to those below. Um, we're reviewing stuff. Uh, RB has reviewed Babylon, as well as a few other films that I haven't been able yet to see. Um, I am review, reviewed a couple uh, films that I've checked out on there recently. Mm-hmm. Um uh, actually, a TV show I've I've checked out recently is Invincible on Amazon Prime. Uh, so I've I've been kind of watching that one, and uh, I'll review that one and put it up on there as well. So you can check out Letterboxd, see what we're watching, see what we're reviewing, as well as uh, I mean, RB and I are still watching The Last of Us. We're still checking it out every week. So yep. you guys can uh, look forward to a full season review. Once that wraps up, we'll tell you our full thoughts. That'll be a long one. I feel like that one will be 30-plus minutes. We'll talk about all the details. Yeah, we've been a little behind-the-scenes look for our listeners out there. We discuss uh, each week the episode of The Last of Us before we dive on into these episodes. And uh, I think we'll have a a really fun time discussing it once the entire show wraps uh, as well. And for those of you who haven't heard, we did review the the premiere of it. So you can go back and listen to that as well. and you know, hopefully, watch along with us. Hopefully, you're all enjoying it as much as we are. Yeah, absolutely. So, everybody, uh, for all our listeners, uh, tune in next week for our Ant Man and uh, and the Wasp Quantum Mania review. And we will catch you guys then. You guys, you guys could see us on uh, listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. So find us there, and we'll see you on the next episode of Top of the List. Later, everybody. <laughs>